You're listening to Manifesting Made Simple with Maddie Rose, the podcast that helps you unleash your innate ability to manifest intentionally. From spiritual boss babes to industry experts and beyond, we'll learn what it really means to manifest with ease. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Let's Meet podcast. And today I'm with the Queen Madison herself. You know, the beautiful Miss Madison, life coach, <laughs> uh, 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 law of attraction coach, I will say, and manifestation. She's born and raised here in a, well, she's derived in Atlanta. I won't say born and raised yet because we're going to get to know that part for sure, for real. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, Queen Madison. <laughs> she put your crown Yay. on for this one. <laughs> I will. I've got it right here, just in case we need a pop. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There we go. <laughs> so, no, I'm uh, so, uh, so excited to be here and to, uh, to get into it. Yes. So on the show, you know, we, we, we talk to many professional athletes, doctors, business owners, uh, book writers, a lot of successful people. And a lot of people, you know, they see their only success the end success. They don't see the challenges they may have went through. They don't see the the grind they put in in their in their work in their everyday life to get to the point. So to understand the person or that the end goal, the end success person, we like to know their childhood and how they grew up, how they were how they were raised, where they're from. So that's very important to who you are right now. So Madison, explain to the world your childhood where you grew up your family structure, your lifestyle growing up? Yeah, so I was uh, very blessed. So I did not come from hard beginnings at all. Um, I am very, very blessed in that department. Um, I grew up in a small town in the middle of Massachusetts. Um, My parents divorced when I was two, but I didn't know any different. Um, They never fought in front of me never fought at all, I don't think, Um, always maintained a really healthy relationship. Um, I had two Christmases, two birthday parties, two everything every year. So I didn't know any different except for, oh, I get two of everything if they're not together. (laughs) So as a little girl, I didn't know. Um, Both of them were entrepreneurs. So traditional entrepreneurs, blood, sweat, and tears their whole way to, you know, did very well um, their whole lives, both of them. My mom had a cleaning business that she started when she was 16. Wow. Um, and my dad, yeah, so she had an interesting start. <laughs> it's doing very well now. Um, let's, let's talk about that. Your mom started. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, no, she had, I mean, it's funny, right? Because we talk about people's beginnings and stuff, but right. it's like there's always something worse, there's always something better. And it's really just like a law of relativity, right? It's just relative to the next guy next to you. Um, So hers wasn't that bad either, Um, but she just, you know, left home early when she was 16, um, started a business and just didn't have early great relationships with her parents. Um, So she had to figure shit out for lack of a better word. Um, Same with my dad. They both came from... um, just both environments where they had to just figure it out. Like they were kind of pushed out on their own. They both went into, um, my mom went into business because she had no choice. She didn't like school. She didn't do well in school. 
So she started a business. My dad followed his brother's footsteps and went into General Electric, which mm. GE, yeah, became an engineer by chance, um, got laid off when he was, I think, 26 or so, got laid off, but was still doing well. And when he got laid off, he got forced to go into construction where he started his own business. So when I was born, they were both very much like grinding their butts off. Um, we were living in my grandmother's basement, I think. I don't remember any of this, but yeah, we were living in my grandmother's basement. Um, they were both grinding their asses off. And uh, because of that provided me a very comfortable privileged lifestyle. Let's just say that. Um, I was the only grandchild and sibling for seven years. So right. my mom had, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> talk about where this comes from. It's my early childhood. Right. I literally have a picture when I was like three with a crown on my head. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, yes, yes. No. Pictures, I can put it up. So I, I will. Up. I'll send you the picture. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but no, my mom had three sisters. So I had two aunts and on both sides, I was the only child for seven years. So I just got spoiled and loved on. And so I had a really great, great childhood. Um, I think if anything, I used to ask my dad this all the time. Like, do I need to fall in order to rise? Mm. Like, do I need to go, do I need to hit rock bottom in order to go up? Purposely. And what? Like purposely or... Since everything was I purposely kind of, asked him the but, question, but I had just studied successful people and, right. and almost every successful person had hit rock bottom before their success. So I was like, the common denominator is kind of that. And I didn't have <laughs> right. that. I didn't right. have that at all. So for a while I was like, do I, do I need that in order to really bring that fire out of me? Or like, can I, can I unleash it without hitting rock bottom? And my dad always used to say to me, and my mom too, like, learn from our mistakes and catapult off of them. Like you do not need to go back and relearn all the mistakes that we made. You can take what we've learned and build off of that. So that's what I ended up doing. Um, although I was, I guess, spoiled and stuff and I was little, they, they did instill really great work ethic in me. Correct, um, correct. They always met me halfway on stuff. I paid for call, half of my college um, tuition and was working when I was 12. So they instilled work ethic and, and all that in me, but very blessed that I, I wasn't in, you know, any abusive homes, had very loving, nurturing mm -hmm. uh, dynamics on both sides. Yeah. Okay. So you remind me of this interview I just had with this, uh, this guy, Chase Lappy. He owns ATRX, which is a, a CBD company in Atlanta. And uh, one thing he mentioned something like that too, as well. He said, uh, like that worth ethic because even though he came from humble beginnings and whatnot uh his dad still made him wake up six o'clock in the morning during the summertime as kids supposed to go out and just uh enjoy summer with your with your with your friends and whatnot his dad made him wake up six o'clock in the morning work from six to eight p.m to learn work, work ethic and cut grass <laughs> every day for the summertime and yeah <laughs> yeah. So my, similarly, my, um, when I was in high school, my mom signed our family up to host a foreign exchange student mm, because she, 
uh it was good in retrospect I love her to bits we're like sisters now but when I at the time I was 14 and she did it to instill in me like you gotta learn how like just to give me a new dynamic because it had always just been me and like my parents so she she shared a room together for a year and you know I learned how to just learn a different culture she was from Norway um so like culturally she was totally different than I was and really great experience for me um but my parents also you know they made me work I was going to the gym with my dad at like 5 a.m like eighth grade right little little girl going to the gym with her dad at 5 a.m so yeah um they did a really good job at instilling that in me because I've seen other people that have you know comfortable upbringings but like they're 26 years old and they're still like their parents are still paying their phone bill Mm, so that sucks that's that's they clip their wings it it clips their wings you know what I mean like I'm so grateful my parents were like we've got you but like you need to figure your own shit out right so when when did it kind of give you that you know what I'm cutting you off right now you you didn't figure yourself out when did it give you that talk or yeah same day yeah so I was I remember it clear as day so I was in college it was my sophomore year I was in a sorority called Alpha Phi and um I wanted to stay in the sorority and it was like 800 bucks every two months or something or every semester or something and I wasn't working I had savings from summers from like nannying I worked at a car wash during the summer made bank um but I wasn't working during college so I wanted to stay in and I'm I messaged my dad and I said hey dad this is the fee I really want to do it I think it's going to be great like I sold him on it to pay for it Right. I'll never forget, he sent me back this long ass essay. Like, like long, like long, long, like long, message long. One. Oh, so man. long. And I was like, oh my God, I'm getting reamed out right now. And he didn't ream me out, but he was essentially, long story short, was just like, I don't want to clip your wings. And if you really want it, you're going to figure it out. So I was like, damn it. But I did. I went and I, I got a job alongside working in college and I stayed in Alpha Phi and I started to learn what money was you know like at 14 I was babysitting at uh, 16 I bought my own car um paid for gas all that stuff you know so I had a good concept of like money how it works what things cost mm-hmm. what you've got to do to get it like all, right. all that you know what I mean I feel like some people don't have that and then they fall on their face in adulthood because they don't know Just they don't know how yeah. Wow. We're we gonna, we gonna help those people out. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna help those people out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So you got into law of attraction, spirit, spirituality. So yeah. when did you start learning about those concepts of life? So it was um, early in college. I realized, like, oh my God, I'm not learning anything that's going to help me outside of here. Mm. Like, I was learning more about business. I was in network marketing. I got my start in everything in network marketing. Um, I was working with a company called Vive. It was like an energy company at the time. Um, Gone now. But I started with them. And I remember I just like learned so much through network marketing and like my mentors in business there. And then I'd go in school and I'd be like, what are we learning about? Like, this is not real business like what I was learning outside was way more impactful than what I was learning in those four walls so I quickly started to understand like 
I've got to rely on something else other than this business degree because it's not getting me anywhere. Mm. And so I transferred colleges so that I didn't have any debt after school because I was like, this is BS. Like, I don't want debt. Yeah, for no (laughs) freaking reason. So I transferred to a small state school in Massachusetts. I was in Ohio, transferred home, paid 3K a year instead of like 60K a year um, and graduated with no business debt, got the piece of paper. And I just remember being like, what am I going to do? Because I didn't learn how to form an actual business in business Mm. school. Didn't even know how to balance a checkbook. I mean, yeah, Um, it totally didn't set you up for real world business at all. And so at that time, the only person around me that I saw that was living a life that I desired was my dad. Um, He was doing well. He had about three companies going at the time. And um, I was like, you know what, I'm going to swallow my ego and be my dad's assistant so that I can learn from him. Right. The last thing I wanted to do, um, because there's just that, like, I feel like uh, stigma or whatever, like Like daddy, little girl. Not really like a failure. Like you're feeding off your family. Yeah. Like you're giving it, like I didn't, the last thing I wanted was to be given success. Like I was like. I would be so miserable if that was my reality. So I didn't want that, but I also knew that he knew things that I didn't know. And I knew that if I just shadowed him and worked as his assistant for a while, I could learn a lot about actual business. So I did that for about six months. And coincidentally, when I started, he started working with a man by the name of Bob Proctor, who Mm -hmm. was in the movie, The Secret. Um, And is like, yeah, he's like 80, about to be 87 years old in July. He just turned 87. He just, yeah, he's turning 87 in July. Um, very close friend of mine now. But for some reason, when I heard Bob speak, I was 19, 20. Mm. And he was like, you can have anything that you want. He's like, you're so young. He's like, you're young. You've got it going on. He's like, you could have anything that you want. And I remember being like, what do you mean? Like, I can have anything that I want, like, show me how to do it. Uh, I was very skeptical. I didn't believe it could work for me. I didn't believe in a law of attraction. I didn't believe in manifestation. I thought it was all hocus pocus baloney. Um, But I didn't know what else to do other than give it a go. Like, cause I didn't have a passion. I didn't really know what my purpose was. I was like a floundering college graduate. I had no idea what I was going to do with the rest of my life. And I didn't want to go into corporate. So I started studying with Bob and that's when everything started to change. I surrendered to his process for six months. And in six months I had become a business partner with my dad in his, one of his companies, consulting company. Um, I had purchased my dream car, which is a Range Rover at the time. Uh Oh, <laughs> yeah. I quadrupled my income all in six months, got my confidence under wraps, got my weight under wraps. I used to like fluctuate in weight really bad. So I changed my whole life in six months and it was driving off a lot with my new car where I was just like, how the wow. hell did I, like, how the hell did this happen? Yeah. How did small town girl, I mean, yeah, my parents did well, but we weren't rich by any means. We were middle-class, you know what I mean? Average. We weren't millionaires ever. Um, so, so yeah, at that point I was like, it's crazy that we're not taught this in schools. And I dedicated uh, that day, the rest of my life to to studying it every day and teaching it to others. Wow. So yeah. 
Bob Crofter, is that the, the deep voice guy that you hear in the secret says, I am that I am? I yeah. am that I am. So, mm -hmm. that, I that's, so. A, that's a quote, right? That comes up was a, was a great saying that comes up in the secrets. I like talking about stuff like this. You know, you got me a little excited. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, what you think that means? Like, I know he's saying he's saying two different ways. I am that I am, or you can say I am that I am. Right. So when you hear those two words or those two types of sayings, what what does it mean to you? Yeah, I am that I am means, so if I picked up something, right? It's like, I am that I am. You can replace it with anything. You could say, I am prosperity, that I am. You could say, I am money, that I am. You could say, I am wealth, I am. It just means that you are one with everything and everything is one with you. It means that you are a creator. You are a legion of God. You're a conduit of God of creation. You're a, a vessel for creation. You're a, a spirit living in a body. You are part of consciousness. You are that you are. Wow. Yep. You know, I've been, everything I've, is connected. It's very connected. And uh, since 19 years old, like I, I told you on my phone, I was on this journey is, it's getting is really really it's getting there for me it's doing mm -hmm. well for me <laughs> i'll mm -hmm. tell you that because i tried it the negative way in the work i tried it in the womanizing way using my using it as to my advantage as a guy in my younger years it worked <laughs> and i used to prosper and help people and it works so it's like giving someone the power or the knowledge to control the world what what would it what can they do with it what would they do it like giving someone evil the power to control the world yeah here's his power you can do what you want with it there you go or get someone who's really who's really good and want to do something to prosper in life to help others yeah, i mean that, hitler hitler yeah. and gandhi use the same principles in different yes. ways right so power of the word i mean you can do with it what you want. Yes, you can. So next, Madison, we're going to talk about your coaching business, yeah. how, your, your life coaching, and uh, how do you help people in life? So how did you get started with that? Um, so I got started pretty much after the car experience, really. I mean, um, I've recently actually branched off on my own. I was in a partnership. Um, and just felt it was time to kind of go my own way. So that's recent, but I've been doing what I've been doing for the last five years <clears throat> since the whole car experience and all that. Um, and I don't think I'll ever stop. I think I'll, I think I'll always do it. I mean, I study it for myself every day and I study it and become a example of it, um, so that I could help others and instill their own belief in themselves because it's just. It's like the manual to life, you know? I mean, imagine playing a game, but not ha not having the rule book. Like you don't know where to start. Mm. Like you're just floundering right. around. So it's the keys to the kingdom, literally. Wow. So yeah. how, can, how do you help people uh, with coaching? Like so, say, can someone come to you at their bottom of their life or can someone come at different levels of their life? And uh, 
What do you yeah, do? To so, yeah, so I have a lot of free content to consume. Um, someone at the bottom, truly, YouTube mm. University, I call it, will serve them well. Right. Like I spent years on YouTube and just figuring shit out by myself. And you can do that. Like YouTube will serve you really well if you truly are at rock bottom, meaning you can't financially invest in yourself or personal development or anything like that. I've been there. I get it. YouTube. Go on YouTube and research your butt off. Um, I do free master classes every month inside a Facebook group. Um, it's called Mindset Mastery for Female Entrepreneurs, although it's open to everyone. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's so much free content. I give away so much free value on YouTube, podcasts, the monthly masterclass. I do weekly live Q and A's. And then they're just, you just get to a point where the financial exchange will actually help you to earn more money. Mm, break it down. So, break that <laughs> yeah, I'll break it down. So essentially money is literally just it's so cliche and it's so thrown around, but money is just energy. It's just the value of money is, is no different than the value of a, of a, I mean, a piece of plastic made in a factory. Like it's made in the same amount of time that a like vacuum is made or like a, I don't know, dust mop or something. Like it comes from the same place. It's made in pretty similar amount of time and it goes through the pretty similar process. So money is not this big, oh my God, idolized thing that we think it is. But because we live in a society where we idolize money and we think it's like so up here and we think it's so like out of reach and untangible and hard to earn and hard to keep and hard to save. And if you invest it, it's scary. Like we buy in, we unconsciously buy into this whole dynamic about money. Mm. And because we buy into it at a very young age, it shows up in our money experience. So we then, we then have a hard time earning it. We then don't know how to save it. We then say things like I'm bad with it or I don't know how to manage it or all this weird stuff. We don't even know why we're saying it. It's because society has said all these things and we've taken them on as factual, but they're not. So when you get to a point where you have money to invest in yourself, um, it's the best thing I ever did for myself because when you confidently release money, and bigger and bigger and bigger amounts of it. Like I've released money that's made me very uncomfortable. I've invested over six figures in myself and my own mind, personal development strategies, whatever, being around people that I wanna be around. Right. Um, money does not have a hold on me at all anymore because I've played with it so much. It's just like, whatever, money in, money out, more money in, more money out. It's just like a really healthy experience, but it took me four years to get there like really be energetically okay with releasing and trusting that it's always coming back. So when you get to the point where you can invest, even though it's scary, you want to push yourself to invest in yourself as long as you can get to feeling good about the investment. It's going to be scary because it's going to be challenging your way of being and everything that everyone's ever told you about what to do with money. But unfortunately, the people that tell us what to do with money have no fucking money. Yeah, that's <laughs> broke people like be around broke people <laughs> yeah so you've kind of got to say like all right there's two ways there's two paths mm. the broke path or the wealthy path right you really want to be wealthy and by wealthy i mean the whole human experience like i mean relationships i mean love i mean social dynamics i mean business sure money uh opportunities like you're way of living your way of being like a true wealthy experience like fully playing with life 
broke mentality, I don't look at it as just, you don't have money in the bank. I look at it as you're complaining, you're sick and you're broke and you yeah. complain and you hang around people who complain and you find yourself at the bars every weekend. Like it's not hard to see the difference. So people have just got to say, I want to be wealthy and start studying wealthy people. What do they do? Where do they hang out? Where do they go? How do they spend? What do they spend on? How do they shop? Where do they shop? And you start embodying a wealthy person, you'll become a wealthy person. Film your friends and I'll show you your future. That was a roundabout way of getting there, but I mean, mm. help people just understand their mind. <laughs> but yeah, my friends have totally changed. Oh my God. Now right. I still love my friends from high school and everything. I love them to bits. We're geographical friends though. Right. I didn't choose them. They didn't choose me. We just happened to be in the same class. And we looked similar. So we liked each other. Right. That's how it works. When you're that little, you don't know any better. You find people that look like you and you want to be friends. That's it. Mm. So how do you think people can, can break that stigma? Like, you know how, like, I'm going to stick with this group of people because I'm look, uh, that person looked like me, like you said, they relate. Then not knowing that person of a different culture can be the same person that can help you out elevate your life. So how can people who has a mindset of staying in the same group afraid to branch out, how can it, what mindset do they need to branch out? <laughs> yeah, so I thankfully always had, my parents did a really good job at, I was sheltered in a way that I was not exposed to, I mean, this is also like, white privilege if we're going to be transparent um but I was I was sheltered in a way that I didn't I had friends of all backgrounds of all colors shapes and sizes and I didn't I never knew any different hmm. and because I was white I didn't experience any discrimination um I'm just speaking culturally right now but right. I didn't experience any of that so I didn't know about it and my parents didn't show me anything or say anything to make me believe that we were not the same so mm -hmm. I didn't know better the first experience I had where I started to say was we were at a party a high school party I think it was like sophomore year and one of my best friends was a really tall black athlete and um the cops came and I'll never forget he was like wigging out and I'm like, it's fine to stay. Like what? My mom's going to come get us. Like, it's no big deal. He's like, we need to get the fuck out of here. And that was the first like eye-opening experience for me. Again, I, I fully understand this is ignorance and privilege, 100%. I'm just saying it starts with where and how you're raised. So an eight-year-old is not going to know if the parents say things behind closed doors, the kid's going to go to school and act out what the parents taught them like my parents never taught me that anyone was different from anyone um my dad is like a black guy in a white suit literally <laughs> he's like, yeah he's just like crazy and he has friends of, of I just I just never knew any different so for me I, I branched off very quickly I had no problem with it I was hanging out with you know the geek squad the popular people the jocks I did not care I was just like wide open and I have to credit that to my parents because I don't think I knew enough at that age to know, to know better, you know, mm. but at the same time, like kids who aren't like that don't know better. If they knew better, they would be doing better. So 
it all comes from your early childhood. And as soon as you're conscious of it, then you can start choosing. And with social media now and everything, like people know what's right and wrong. Right. And you know what's poor and wealthy and you know what feels good and doesn't feel good. And you can make decisions. The only thing that holds people back from branching out when it comes to, you know, culturally, financially, with their circle, with their hometown group, whatever it is, is the fear of what people are going to think about them. Mm. That's a whole nother podcast, but it it is, you know, you know, it's, I mean, it's just, it's just fear. What are they going to think? Are they going to judge me? Like, I remember when I first started talking online, I was afraid of what my high school friends were going to say about me. And they did. They said all the stuff. Mm -hmm. They said all the stuff about me. Um, Now they're asking how I did it and they want to work with me. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's relevant. You know, you've got to understand enough to just be like, fuck it. I'm just going for it. (laughs) I mean, what else are you going to do? Be comfortable your whole life? That's boring. Mm. So people who's comfortable in life. Yeah. You know, with you with your coaching, how can people, how can you help people get uncomfortable in doing other things outside of their normal, their norm, their their everyday? How can someone who's yeah. working nine to five every day for the last say 10 to 20 years, and that's all they know is work? How can you help someone like that? Uh, branch out to new activities, a new, uh, just a new them, a new lifestyle for them? Yeah, it starts with a million dollar question, which is what do you want? What Mm. do they want? Uh, If a person doesn't know what they want, then they're not going to get uncomfortable for anything. There's no reason to, why are you going to get uncomfortable if it's not, there's no point to it. So the number one question is people have got to know what it is that they're wanting whether that's a certain income or that's a certain job promotion or a certain relationship or whatever. It'd be a better dancer, it doesn't matter. You're just gonna have some sort of direction, some sort of goal, something that you really want and you've got to really want it. From that point, it's okay, what do you think the first steps are to move in that direction? I mean, there's the mindset part of it, which is like 95% of creation, but then there's like 5% mechanical stuff where the courage comes in to step outside your comfort zone and do something different right but if you don't know what you want you're not going to do anything because there's nothing to do it for what are you going to do make a fool out of yourself for no reason it's like so gotta know what you want and then ask yourself like what are two things that i could do this week that are uncomfortable for me but that will move me closer to who i'm wanting to become and just do those things it's easier said than done though yeah me uh you know I, i'm getting back in the gym and everything right and uh mm-hmm doing other things and, you know, try to provide, uh, be a better person internally and for others. Yeah. Some, some things you got to sacrifice. Like, oh, I can't do that right now because it's time related, but also it takes discipline. You can do it. It's just a mentality that you have to have. Yeah. So, you got to be able to, you've got to be able to look at yourself objectively mm-hmm. and say, how am I doing? How am I doing with my health? How am I doing in my relationships? How am I doing with my business? How am I doing with really getting after the life that I say that I want? How am I doing? How am I doing? It's a very important question. So what do you want is a million dollar question. A $2 million is. 
How am I doing? <laughs> yeah. How's it going for me? The third million dollar question. <laughs> what's called this million dollar question. So your so what's your everyday looks like? So I wake up, um, Queen Madison of the city of Atlanta. <laughs> I'm taking over. What what's some things that you say? Yep, there you go. What's some things that you say to yourself every day to keep yourself motivated and and energized and charged up, ready to go, take over today, seize the day. Yeah. So I um I'm looking through. I have all these on my desk. Mm-hmm. So um I study every single day. I study my mind every single day. Various books. I'm always in under mentorship and in different programs. So I study for my mind every day. And then I also do something spiritually and physically every day. So we exist on three planes, right? We've got spiritual, physical, sorry, physical, sorry, nope, spiritual, intellect, and body. Did I say that right? Spiritual, intellect, and physical. It's been a long day. It's seven o'clock. So you've got three planes. So I wake up every morning and I take care of each plane. So I wake up, the first thing I do is spiritual because you're first waking up, you're in something called a beta state, which means your conscious mind is kind of still blah and your subconscious mind is pretty wide open. So for the first five minutes, everyone wakes up, they should be aligning themselves with themselves, meaning getting yourself to feel really good about where you're at in life. So it might be like, oh my gosh, I love the bed that I'm in. I love the sheets that are around me. I love that I'm, I've got four walls around me. I love that I'm, I love that I'm safe. I love that I've got blah, blah, blah. And you just look around you and you use your immediate environment to feel really good about where you're, where you're at. I don't even care if you're in a box. Be thankful for the box. Um, secondly, I study. So spiritual, I get to feeling good. I align my soul with my physical body. I, and when you're aligned, you feel really good. So if you're a beginner listening to this and you're like, how do I know? Like I did it. When you feel really good, and blessed and happy and peaceful and enlightened, that's when you know you're aligned. When you feel scared, fearful, uh, ignorant, uh, not ignorance, uh, envy, jealousy, unsure, um, lack of clarity, anything that makes you feel yucky, you're not aligned. Right. More aligned you are, the better you feel. So number one, align yourself. Number two, study in your mind. I don't care what you're doing with your life. You should study your mind every single day. You can never know about enough about yourself. So like you've got this body and you've got this mind and you've got a spiritual essence about you and we don't know anything about it. Mm. Most people know nothing about their minds, like literally not jack. Mm. If you ask someone, what does your mind look like? They say it's the brain. The mind is not the brain. So start studying yourself and how you channel energy, right? I am that I am. I am that I am. Mm. Is, okay, so you under part of understanding that is understanding how you take advantage of this vessel that God gave you in order to create the life that you're wanting, whether you're religious or spiritual, it doesn't matter. Universe, God, I don't care what you call it. It's all the same thing. And then thirdly, I go to the gym and I work on my body. Um, so I take care of all three planes every single day, no matter what. I like that. P- people, please use that concept in <laughs> life. If you need some help, Queen Madison's here to help you. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what's a motivational quote? What's that one motivational quote that that you was given as a kid that your parents probably instilled into you, or you may have gotten from a 
Mr. Crocker. Uh, that's just still Crocter. you. Croc Proctor. P R O C T O R. Proctor. Gotcha. Proctor. What is one quote? Yes. Or you can use, you can give me two or three. Or like a principle? A principle or a quote. Um, I'll give you a principle. Um, the faster that you can make things no big deal, the easier they become to achieve. Mm. Um, example, if you think a million dollars is, oh my God, like so much, it's going to be very hard for you to ever see or achieve that. And if you get it, you're going to be like, oh, what do I do with it? You're going to lose it. That's why people who win the lottery, they're like, oh, and all the money blows out the back door. They don't, they're not aligned with it. They don't know how to work with it. And so God conspires it to get the heck out of their lives because they don't know what the hell to do with it for good or bad or anything. Um, You've got to become a vibrational match for whatever it is that you want. And the way that you do that is by making it no big deal and feeling like you could have it, no problem. I'm working on right now making a million a month, no big deal. A million dollars a month, no big deal. Like I'm working with that number. I'm saying it all the time. I'm writing it down. I'm breaking it down a million divided by 10. What is that? What is a million a month? Like how many, how much is that a day? Da, da, da. Like making it super small saying, what do I need to sell to earn that? How could I do it differently, faster? Just playing with the number and making it no big deal. Um, talking to other people who have done it, seeing how they look at it as no big deal because they do. Right, very. Anyone that's done it looks at it like, yeah, no big deal. Right. And so the faster you can encompass the mindset of someone who's already doing it, the faster you're going to experience it in the physical realm. <sighs> million dollars a week no big deal (laughs) (laughs) you've got to really believe it if you don't believe it right it's not going to happen believe see it believe it imagine you in that gtr skyline like i imagined every day shifting gears that's me but there you go how can people reach out to you contact you or they, they want someone to mentor uh they want you to mentor them how can they reach out to you yeah uh, Instagram is the best way. Um, I monitor my my DMs. Um, it's just official Madison Rose, and I'll chat with you. Okay. Not my assistant. It's me. <laughs> it's, it is her. <laughs> and, me. So, how can someone get some coaching from you too, as well? The same way. So it depends on where they're. Yeah, same thing. It depends on where they're at. Um, if you're looking for mentorship at any level, just shoot me a message with where you're at and what you're wanting to accomplish, and I can set you up with whatever would be best for you. Obviously, my one-on-one coaching wouldn't be a fit for someone who doesn't have a business yet, um, and my group container wouldn't be a fit for someone who already has a really profitable business. So, depends on the person. Correct. Depends on yeah. the person. So. Queen Madison, I appreciate you for coming on the show. Appreciate you. It's a blessing, you know, and uh, I appreciate your energy, positive energy back, you know, Allah, Allah, Salam, Lakim, Asalam, Salam, all is back. Energy. <laughs> so it's me. That means peace be with you, and with you be. Is peace. that Asalam Alaikum? Yep, Asalam Alaikum, Alaikum Salam. Oh my so, God, I thought that was a bad word. No, girl. <laughs> So my dad always says that. Assalamu alaikum. Yeah. So, uh, but my dad is a interesting person. So sometimes he says weird stuff. So I assumed it was a negative 
bad word. No, uh, he's a that means he's very culturally inclined. So like say someone Muslim or uh they're studying and someone comes mm. to you like hey assalamu alaikum you said alaikum salam so they're saying mm. uh peace peace be with you and when you when you say uh alaikum salam that means with you, with you be peace well assalamu alaikum yep alaikum salam so <laughs> I'm, I'm still learning I'm, I'm just culturally inclined with everything so i'm very cultural I, I love that and also i gotta show you these because <clears throat> Is that money signs? What is that? Look at chakra points. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at that. So my Good friend, Shah, so shout out to Shah. She, uh, like I said, she got me my path early in my days, about 19 years old. So I was out here doing what I want to do in life, you know, in different ways. I won't say always the right way. So she sat me down like, hey, man, watch The Secret. Um, You need to watch this and come back tomorrow let me know what you learn then she sat down with me after that and broke down everything to me i said like, you know what this chakra points learner throw chakra the soccer chakra and everything it changed it changed me learning the energy process so i Beautiful. appreciate you for what you're doing to help millions of people in the world so it's a blessing that you're here and you're doing it so thank you so much absolutely thank you ron it's been a pleasure nice to meet you face to face <laughs> yes face to face so later in life you'll we'll reconnect especially when i get back oh yeah yeah we'll get together we'll do something yes. <laughs> so i appreciate you thank you appreciate you thank you thank you for listening to today's episode on manifesting made simple with maddie rose if today's episode rang true for you i only ask one thing please screenshot tag and share your biggest aha moment with me on instagram i can't wait to hear Until next time, hold your head, thoughts, and vibrations high.